Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. All right, welcome back to Hot Laps, a uh, podcast by Heat Shield Products. We're at lap number six. Pretty cool. It's uh, kind of the race is running, as they say. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Steve, the head peon at Heat Shield Products. Right on. I'm Chris, the sales manager. Yeah, I'm Shane. I'm the other peon. And we are joined today by a special guest. Uh, he, his name is Reggie Wynn. He is the sales and marketing manager for the Wabtec Turbo Group. Uh, he's got some serious knowledge when it comes to uh, making horsepower with a turbocharger, and he's just an all-around good dude. Uh, he's been a big help for Heat Shield, and uh, we yeah, really we're, appreciate We're going to embarrass Reggie a little bit here, or I am. <laughs> um, he's not just like one of the best car people you'll ever meet. He's one of the best human beings you'll ever meet. There you go, Reggie. He's a really good person. I agree. Yeah, they don't make wow. enough of Reggie. <laughs> So Reg, Reggie's on the phone. That, <laughs> Reggie's on the phone. We're going to talk. Hey, what's up, buddy? But we'll talk a little bit about your history in the uh, automotive industry and just some of the things uh, around your life. But uh, we just appreciate you being here. So Absolutely. Yeah, and for that, everything yeah, else you. you've done for us. Hot Laps. Special guest is on now. Good, man. You guys have been really good to me. I mean, it's probably been, I think I've known Steve for well over 10 years, maybe even longer now. Yeah. And I still, I think, I, if I remember correctly, I think we met at one of the Summit um, shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a while ago, man. I, I just remember working that show was so hot and the power went out. And yeah. I think you saw <laughs> oh, me dude, wearing some. that's right. Oh, I forgot about I that. I think you saw me wearing a Niners shirt or something. Yeah. And you, you commented, and, and then we just started. We hit it off from, yeah. from there, just knowing that you're from Cali, just same, pretty much the same part of town where where we're at. Yeah, you know, we, I mean, we just totally hit it off. Absolutely, yeah. Re- so Reggie's just, a super, super easy guy to talk to. Yeah. Super knowledgeable. All the big name people, like TV personalities, they all everybody knows Reggie. That's right. He's he's not on the TV all the time, but he's the, he's the guy that everybody knows because he's just great person. First of all and foremost. And, uh, you know, and yeah. who, who doesn't oh, want to know a great guy that works at a turbo company? And uh-huh. he likes football. So, I mean, like, he's, like, right – he's he, my brother. Yeah, exactly. You know? As you can see, it hit your top, yeah. top ten. Cars there. and football. So, Reggie's my brother. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cars, football, sports. Fishing. fishing. Yeah, he likes fishing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's – Yeah, I, lo- I love diehard fishermen, yeah. man. I mean, I, I love it, man. It's, it's just one of those things. All right. Well, b- before yeah. we get before we get too deep down the rabbit hole of your life, let's uh, we'd like to kick it off with a quick question, just kind of a food for thought. Uh, it's a two part today, so just kind of listen up. You need to think of what your daily driver is, and I want you to just say it: your daily driver. And then, uh, if okay. you had ten grand to up update your current daily driver, what would you do? And we'll start this one off with mm. Shane. Uh, if I had ten grand, I think I would just use that as a down payment and update it by getting a new one. What's I mean, your daily driver, Shane? First of all, uh, Toyota Four Runner. Okay. It, so, it it doesn't overland. It only it off roads and it camps, but it does not overland. <laughs> Gosh. 
<laughs> Steve? Uh, I have a, a Super Duty. Yeah. Uh, 2017 Super Duty. Ten grand. I don't know. What it's got to go it, faster first, and then maybe a, a lift. The problem with a lift is I just don't want to screw up. After my last Super Duty and lifting it, I don't want to screw up the ride quality. Right. It's already got a rebel and whistle. Yeah, so yeah. I would I just make it go faster. So Go fast. Yeah. I'm sure Reggie could help you out with that. Yeah, I'm, they oh, might. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, they probably make a kit and an intercooler and all kinds yeah. of good stuff there. <laughs> Reggie, how about you? What's your daily? And if you had new ten grand, daily. yeah, you got a new daily. Yeah, what's, we're get into you that. Got a new daily. We're gonna I get into that 2000. later. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. I have a 2015 Nissan GTR. Boom. And if I Godzilla, yeah, it's my. Yeah, it's a daily, man. I mean, that's my daily. People oh, say, oh, you just awesome. drive this on the weekends. And no, it's, it's my daily. It's it's my dream car. It's the car that I've always wanted to get, and I was able to get it this year. But if I had ten grand, that's easy, bro. That's easy. Turbo upgrades. There's a company in Oxnard called RD Engineering. I would get a pair of his RD 800 uh, turbochargers, custom tune, and push that bad boy over 800 horsepower. That would, uh, that's nice. what I would do. That's cool because he's right down the road from you. That's not too far from you. That'd be yeah. a nice. That'd be a nice oh. little weekend upgrade, yeah. wouldn't it? With that, yeah, you man, may. I, I tell you what, I, I traveled the country, the country to go into all these shops, and I mean, I'm so lucky to have a shop like that. Just on my, I can get there in 10 minutes from my, from where I live. I live in Camarillo, so the guy, he's on it, dude. He's he got the GTR market cornered for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, you'll be able to go down to Beverly Hills and race the Lambos. I don't even. I don't think I have to even go that far, man. There's a lot of people in Westlake that have them in the Valley. We have Supercar Sunday here in the weekend, so yeah. Those oh, that's are rad. Are everywhere. I want to come yeah. up for that. That's I was just saying the same cool. thing. Yeah. Shane and I are going to come up visit you. They don't. They don't want the GTR, bro. Come on. They don't <laughs> want to see it. <laughs> they want to see the taillights, right, Reggie? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if I had ten grand, my daily is an older F two fifty. It's a two thousand and six. It's a V ten. I mean, how much does it cost to put a turbo into a turbo conversion? I, I think if you're going to do it, ten thousand dollars, you just buy the D Power Stroke and put it in there. That's what power I would the, do. That's what yeah, I would the just power not, stroke. Yeah, just get rid yeah. of that gas motor. It's a great truck, but it just struggles on the hills when I'm pulling the trailer. So that's what I would drop. Um, yeah. All right. So our special guest and. Your background. I'm just going to ask you a few questions here, and everybody's going to, you know, just put in their two cents. But first question out of the hole, are you still getting over the 49ers losing in the Super Bowl? Oh, man. Dude. Man. (laughs) Man, it's rough. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys. I purposely took that Monday off to recover either way. Uh, <laughs> oh, came good for you. <laughs> yeah, because you're not, and you're not a, Reggie's not a crazy drinker or, no. or anything like that. So it, for him to take a Monday no, off I in advance, it, I mean, I needed to recover emotionally, emotionally and, yeah, and yeah. physically to, yeah. to, to recover, man. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it was a great season. And yeah, it, you know, the frustrating part is just, you know, you go on social media, you see all these, quote-unquote experts who haven't watched many of, of the Niners games. Oh, they should have ran the ball more. They should have did that. Bottom line is we've been in that situation all season, and we came through each time. But, you know, this time, you know, we, we didn't. We didn't make the plays when we needed to. We can't blame the referees, can't blame the coaches. Bottom line, the players that make the plays. The plays were there. You go back and look at the film that's on tape, you can see guys that were missed, you know, a number of times. And the funny thing is that on that long ball that Jimmy threw to um, Emmanuel Sanders, that's the same play they they beat the Rams on when that safety yeah. bit. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys remember that's that. Right. That's yep. the same exact play. Yeah. 
and he just he just missed them, and it, it happens, you know. Yeah. I'm a believer in the coach. I'm a believer in the quarterback, and you know we have a bright future, man. Oh yeah, they got a good young team. I mean, Bosa was a rookie. That's scary. <laughs> oh, dude, I, he's my favorite Niner right yeah, now. Yeah, he's is, he's a beast. He's I mean I his brother I, as a former Charger fan. They're dead to me now. Um, his brother was unbelievable, but, he, uh, the younger Bosa, he's, he's better and he was a rookie and he was scary this year. So he's only, gonna, yeah. it's only going to get ugly from here on out for anybody trying to block I that agree. guy. Well, before we I start breaking, that. before we start breaking the game down quarter by quarter, let's get into some car stuff here. Cause I know you and Steve could talk about that for probably a day and a half. Oh yeah. But seriously, we talk about it all the time, man. We, I know we you text do. messages, hey, what's going on in the game? And all, yeah, that's, we talk about it all yeah. the time. So, <laughs> but so seriously, let's get into the background of of your life as automotive. And uh, so, did you grow up in California? Or are you a native, or were you from outside? So yeah, I was born in Harbor City, mm. which is in in the South Bay, yep. February twenty second, nineteen seventy four. So I'll be 46 next Saturday. Nice. Um, my dad, my dad, uh, California native. My mom is from Mobile, Alabama. Um, my dad's always been into cars, man. I mean, just growing up, I remember him just always wrenching on something and, you know, trying to make something faster. He he never had nice cars, though. That's the funny thing. He never had nice cars, but they were always quick. Uh, whatever he had, he, he just kind of got the most out of them. That's awesome. And he would take... Yeah, he would take my brother and I out to the um, – kind of date myself here, I already did, but he would take us out to Terminal Island where they would have, like, the, the legal drag races because my dad was obviously a street racer too. But he was he would take us out there, and we, and we would watch the races. And that's kind of where the love started. And just growing up, you know, for me, I loved Indy cars, like watching the Indy 500. Like, I go back to when the Indy 500, was, when it was not even on live. They would show a tape delay. It'll show, they always show it at night. It was, you know, what I think would be like that Sunday night. It would come on, and my guy growing up was Rick Mears, huge Rick Mears guy. I want to meet that guy one one day. But yeah, just watching watching those that that type of racing and, and growing up and just being around cars all the time. I mean, it was just like one of those things that I didn't know at the time, but I was just just kind of almost destined to to come into this industry. So fast forward into high school, like I've always been a Nissan guy. Like I don't know why, but just they've always those cars always appeal to me. Like seeing like back then, that's when the Z32 first came out, and you know the 240 SXs those those came out that time as well. And I couldn't afford one. I mean, I grew up in Inglewood, man. Like you know, I, I was lucky to have a roof over my head. I mean, growing up there, and and pretty this is call it what it is. It was the hood. It was a not not too nice of an area. Um, I think our, our family, you know, we probably we had one car, and you know, there's no way that I was gonna be able to afford one. But I would always look at them and say, "Hey, man, one day, I'll get one. One day." Right. So when I was in college, you know, I was playing a lot of video games. I know it's kind of one of those nerdy things and Sounds stuff familiar. like that actually uh, yeah. kept me out of trouble growing, yeah, growing get, up where I grew up. Hey, Reggie, got three guys guilty as charged right there with <laughs> you, brother. So That's you're, right. You're, just we're all in the same mm -hmm. age group, so that's just mm -hmm. what we did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just playing a lot of video games growing up. You know, I, that's how I learned how to drive stick, man. It's kind of funny playing pole position and seeing how you oh. you shift you shift the car oh, yeah. to go up and down the gears and all that stuff. And 
this is a true story, man, what I'm about to tell you guys, and probably getting a little bit in trouble for this, but my dad picked me up once. Um, I was, I want to say I was in like the 10th grade, and we were going to go fishing up in Morro Bay, and he was wasted. He was done. And he had the car he was driving with a stick, and I just jumped in, and like it was like trial by fire, man. Like, you, you're going to learn how to drive this tea right now, or, or you die, <laughs> you know? So, so driving all the way from L.A. up to Morro Bay, that's that's kind of how I figured out the whole driving the driving stick thing. Yeah. Um, you learn by doing. So yeah, back to the – what was that? You learn by doing, and sometimes you just have yeah, to do that, it, right? Yeah. It's got to throw them in the water and see if they sink or swim, right? Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, so video games was was huge, like, for my brother and I growing up. I mean, that's – we never were in any gangs. We didn't do drugs. We didn't drink. But, like, playing sports, fishing, and doing car stuff kept us out of of trouble, man. That's how we avoided all that stuff, you know, growing up. So while I was on the final years of of going to school, uh, there's a video game that came out called Gran Turismo. Oh yeah, that game, that game, <laughs> I would say probably changed my life uh, in the sense of the career that I ended up that was a great being game. in. Because yeah. um, the first car I purchased on my own was a, a 1989 Nissan 240SX. I loved, I, I mean, that car. That was my, that was my car, man. I, mean, I was like, dude, this thing's awesome. But when I was playing that game, I noticed something completely different about that car because that car was in the game. The car had a different engine. Mm-hmm. It had an SR20 DET versus the KA24 um, DE that they that the car came with here in the states. So this is when the internet first started popping and everything, you know. And I started searching on the internet on SR20 DETs and then seeing if anyone did any swaps back there. This was back in like '98, '99. Internet super slow, and you know there weren't that <laughs> yeah. many guys. I would say. There's probably, I would say, two or three guys that did that swap here in the States. Um, one of them ended up being a guy that was in Thousand Oaks, a guy by the name of Mark Hutchinson, and he ended up being, becoming pretty good friends with him. Um, but at the time, you know, that to do that swap, it was pretty expensive. You were probably looking at around, it was like around eight, eight grand to do it. Wow, dude, that's big a time. That's yeah. a lot of money. More. <laughs> that's a lot of money now, but even more so back, back then. then yeah. yeah, that's a lot. So I had the fortune of I was, I've always worked jobs where I had to talk to people and then do sales. I was just always fascinated by that. I don't know why, but that's just something that I, I kind of like doing. So I was working at a company where I sold um, Verizon, Nextel, Sprint, all the different cell phone carriers. You know, I ended up, you know, selling cell phones to different companies. And and one of the companies I sold back then was actually Turbinetics. I sold them their their first Nextels way back in the day. Um, so I needed to sell, just doing the math, rough numbers. I need to sell like 100 phones in a month to be able to afford to do that. And I just kind of made it my goal. I got, I printed a picture out of that engine. I even got a little wristband that was the color of that and the valve cover. And that, so I can look at it every day and just kind of focus on that goal. Yeah. Just being able to say, hey, I need to, I need this is what I need to do to do it. And I kid you not, man, I did that in one month. I, nice. did, I was Dude, able to you know, raise that money and... Do, do that amount of sales and, and to do that swap and in and, and one month, man. And the first time I drove that car with the turbo, oh, my gosh, I was shaking. I was like, I mean, it wasn't like a lot of horsepower, but it's like 100 over what the stock, you know, was. But big, that, that big was my whole introduction yeah. into the turbo, it, the turbo game, you know. It, it was certainly more than what you were used to, so that's a big adjustment. I mean, anytime you're in the same car that you've been driving, but then you, you know, 
double the horsepower or whatever basically that that's crazy because you're you're expecting to get into it and have it feel the same way and it and it doesn't right you know? yeah that's crazy yeah i mean it's yeah i mean that's from there that's where i got the the turbo bug for sure you know and then playing other video games like tokyo extreme racer that's one, another game that was on i think it was on sega dreamcast where you race people yeah. on the freeway and you're modding your cars and you know going you know, bigger turbos and that whole bit so we'll go into the part to where I was. I, I ended up quitting that job, and when I quit that when I quit that job, I went to go work for Verizon doing Yellow Page advertising. Oh. And dude, I, I hated that job, yeah. bro. Like I like I, I couldn't stand it. So I was there for I want to say two or three years, and they sent an email out to all the employees saying, "Hey, we want to have a voluntary separation package. You can sign up." on Friday at 5 a.m., and granted, we didn't have to be to work till 8, but, you know, they said 5, 8, 5 a.m., you can sign up. Man, I I showed up at 5 that day to make sure I was on that list. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the package included, you know, for me, it was like $12,000. You can do unemployment for a year, and you have medical. So I took that whole year off. I was just coaching girls softball and just, you know, just doing whatever I wanted to do for, for a year. And at the end of that year, I ran out of, I ran out of, I didn't have any more money. And the turbo in my car at the time went bad. So I went back to Turbonetics and I was like, hey guys, um, I need a turbo, but I can't afford it, afford to pay for it. Could I work in the shop, pay it off, and um, can we do that? And they're like, yeah. So I started off working here at Turbonetics. It was, you know, over 15 years ago in the shop. um, I was working in the Spirit Co department. I was just, Sweeping floors and putting the, the intercooler kits together, and yeah. And that was the work off the turbo that you were getting, or were you actually getting a yep. paycheck? No, that was the work off the turbo I was going to get. I mean, oh. I had no plans of staying here. My my plan, and my plan at the time was to go work for the LAPD. That oh. was the plan. I, mean, I was like, hey guys, I can't. I'm not going to stay here. I just want to pay off this turbo. Um, I was supposed to go work for LAPD, but you know, the, everything happens for a reason, man. Sure. Like, I, I got I got denied for some for what I think or just BS reasons, but you know it, it didn't happen. But you know I think I ended up in a, at a better place and in a better situation, anyways. You know, it's just funny how how things work out. So one day, just one day when I was at work, all the sales guys called out. Like there were some guys at the, at the track at an event, and other two people were like out sick, and they said, "Hey, can you go up and cover the phones for us?" Mind you, I didn't know their systems. I didn't know anything other than, you know, the turbo stuff that I've been doing for that, you know, before. And they decided to keep me up up, up here and, and train me, and, you know, here we are, here we are now, man. It's crazy. Well, they, they, I tell you what, they made a great <clears throat> a great decision, and, and you're right. You never know. What's that expression? We all make plans, and, and God laughs, right? We all think things are going to go a certain way, and you're right. Things all do happen for a reason because – you know, you are where you belong, I think, because, yeah, you, I mean, you love cars, you've grown up loving cars, and now, guess what, you get to work with big-name people, big-name companies, small ones like us, right? and you treat us all the same, and that's what the, the greatest thing about Reggie is, he's he's just good to you. Plus, yeah. they make a great product, and they, now they have precision under their umbrella, too, so... Right. You know, you got the two, bi- arguably, two of, the, two of the biggest, or if not the two biggest... Uh, turbo performance companies that that you're kind of overseeing and, and in charge of as far as the marketing and, mm-hmm. and sales go. So, 
And Reggie goes all over, dude. He's at every trade show. I, I mean, he. God bless you, dude. You're, you are everywhere, all the time, every event. Well, he's kind of like my he he on Instagram. You know, he goes to all these shows. I think he was in the Middle East yeah. at one point. Oh yeah. I, mean, I don't think I'll ever go to the Middle East in my life. But he he his pictures and information that were handed down. I mean, that was. Uh, that's all I needed to know. I, I'm not sure I want to go there, but that was cool. And yeah, you go all over, and yeah, you're at a trade show like it seems like every other month or so. So or every other week. I yeah. mean, it's this is a slow time for shows this year, but pretty soon Reggie will be gone. Doesn't it kind of start with yeah, uh, looking at, I'm looking at the Formula calendar D. right now? Yeah, it's going to pick up pretty soon. But but yeah, that Saudi show. Actually, to be completely honest with you, I was I was worried. I was a little little nervous sure. in that whole bit and. Just besides the whole logistics behind the whole thing, it, it was a great show. Uh, I would definitely go back again. Just take some – definitely, it's, it's not like what you're used to here in the States sure. by no means. If you drink, you're not going to drink there because you can't. Yeah. You know? um, if you like bacon, you're not going to get pork there. So, you yeah, know, that's right. It's, just, <laughs> it's different. It is. It's just different. You know, it's, it's not wrong. It's just different. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing that I learned is that, you know, who says what we do is right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, every, everyone has their own culture and different things. If you respect them, and they'll respect you. And that, the people were super nice to me sure. over there. I mean, I had a great time. Yeah, they may not have the, the booze or the bacon, but they sure have the cars. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. That, that's, that's, yeah. that's the universal culture there, cars. Universal language for sure is, is, is cars, yep. for sure. Right. Speed, baby. Hey, Reggie. So yes, we got a little bit of backstory. It's awesome. Uh, we learned that you started working with Steve at a summit convention. Uh, can we let Let's move on to some of the cars you've had. So you had the NSX. I'm like really interested in knowing you had a Raptor for a little while, but then you got the your new Nissan that you're driving, yeah. and and you just said that that was your dream car. I mean, that's it. I mean, you you made it. You, you got rid of the Raptor, you got your Nissan, that's it? Or is there something else that you're, would make you tick? Yeah, so in, 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 a perfect, in a perfect world, like, so just for the record, I never had an NSX. I'm not a Honda guy, so. Um, did I say NSX? Just, yeah. yeah. I did, I'm sorry. Yeah. You made, you, you said, no, you meant, okay, you meant man. I'll, 240 I'll, I'll, I'll SX. All good, all good. Shows you what I know. I'm, I'm a Ford guy, that's all I know. He's 240 SX. 240, sorry, Reggie. Yeah, that's what he meant to say. I'm Ford all day. Um, I guess, so I've had one, two, I've had three S13s, and those are 240s. I had two S14s, um, and then this GTR, the Raptor was amazing. Oh my gosh. And I'm kind of torn in the sense that, uh, obviously we said earlier that I do a lot of fishing, right? So the GTR is not going to fit any, you know, jig sticks in there. You're not going to fit any any 10-foot poles inside the GTR, so when I'm able to do this financially, I will get a truck just to be able to do my fishing trips. I love going down to San Diego, fishing out of Point Loma on the Mission Bell, fishing the Coronado Islands, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's all, that, that's fun. That's but, a- I mean, to do that in the GTR is just not, no, it, it's not practical, yeah. you know, and, and I had to weigh my options at the time. It was like, hey, do I want to, do I keep the Raptor, or do I get the dream car that I wanted, and that, that I would drive every day, and, and that's why I got rid of the Raptor, because like technically I didn't really use it for what it was intended for. Maybe only like once or twice a month when I went fishing, but I never went on off off road or anything like that. 
like now, that, you know. Now, before the Raptor, you had you had an Infinity, right? And you had hot rodded that too, I believe. Yeah, so I had you're, you're right. I had two Infinity. I had the Q50. Uh-huh. I had the one, yeah, the the, the four door sedan. Yeah. I had the 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 V6. Um, the Q. Well, I'm trying to remember the it's a, the 3.5 liter, and then I got the the twin turbo version, the Red Sport one, and that thing was nice. It's pretty much like a baby GTR. That's pretty um, awesome. And I, it's the same thing, you know, like it's nice having that, but putting fishing rods in there just wasn't wasn't practical, you right. know. It's just you know having a truck. I mean, you guys know, you guys drive trucks. It just it's so easy. You can do just about anything having a truck. So yeah, maybe down the road I'll probably get another truck just to you know maybe a Titan since I'm a, a Nissan guy and. Get get a nice get a good deal on one and just have that for my fishing trips. Yeah, get one of those get one of those Cummins and then do an upgraded turbo on that thing for it. That that five liter that's a cool motor, man. I, I think that's a cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, tons of potential, right? Absolutely, dude. I think that's a untapped power plant right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, go ahead, Chris. What's your next thing? Well, I was just gonna tell you, you can always leave your jig sticks at my house and pick them up on your way down. Okay. <laughs> I might take you up on that offer, man. Well, I'm taking you up might on a fishing trip this year, if not two or three. I was going to say you also can't throw you can't throw uh Dorado or any fish like that in the back of uh in the back of your Nissan and no. it starts stinking. Or in the truck. Dude, I did that. I did that in the Infinity, bro. That was bad news. <laughs> the, bag, the the bag came loose because I didn't use a cooler cuz the trunk was not that big. Uh-huh. And the water got everywhere, dude. I, I I threw all the carpet and stuff in, in one of those large washing machines at the laundromat, and it uh, still didn't work, man. Uh, Throwing down ba- baking soda back there, like it took me a good two months to get that smell out of the car. I believe it. And while they smell good <laughs> on a boat, it doesn't smell good in a car. Yeah. That's for sure. All I'm right. a big I'm a, I'm a I'm a big smells guy, so if it smells bad, I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why you got rid of the car. (laughs) It's time to answer those burning questions. It's tech time here on Hot Laps. But yeah, let's get into a couple of these, and it's actually kind of cool. We're actually getting questions now uh, for the podcast, so I'm going to throw them up, and I got a few names to it, so. Uh, and this one, this first one is definitely appropriate for you. Uh, it comes from Justin S. <clears throat> says, I am very interested in your turbo heat shields, and I understand how they can block heat. But can you better explain how they boost performance? And do I need to wrap the downpipe as well? I would say it's all situational. Wrapping the turbo and downpipe will help extract more heat out of it, help mm-hmm. it spool and boost up quicker. Uh, the real big advantage to putting like a turbo heat shield on is two things. Like when you, if you're pedaling the car, it helps you get back, back up to speed a little bit quicker, kind of reduces the flutter and lag. Um, the other thing too is lowering the air, uh, air intake temperatures, your underhood temperatures. That's where you really get the power boost. That's why they put an intercooler on a turbo, is so you can lower the IATs. That's that's the big thing. And Reggie, Reggie can expand on that a little bit as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the cooler that you can you can get that charger, the charger temperatures, the better the turbo is going to perform. That's why, like, mornings like now here in SoCal, it's a little chilly out for us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. I know people back east, 
they're crying because I was on the phone with the guys from PT, and they're like, yeah, it's negative eight. Nah, dude, not here. (laughs) But I'm talking about, you know, it's here, you know, in the 40s, you know, in the morning. That's perfect turbo weather. I mean, you'll notice your vehicle would perform like crazy because that charge air is really, really cold. And turbos, they they love that. So the cooler that you can get things, the better it's going to perform. Absolutely. Yep. And that's what a turbo, like a downpipe heat shield and a turbo heat shield, will help you keep it all cooler. All right, so wrapping yep. the, the downpipe is situational. Yeah, and, and Reggie's right, 40 degrees. That's like parka weather, thermal underwear weather out here. Oh, yeah, mm. I'm freezing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. All right, next question, and it comes from Busted Knuckles. You can probably figure Oof. out why. Uh, I am extremely happy with your lava wrap on my race car exhaust, and I wanted to wrap my daily very soon, but the pipe is not as easy to get to as my race car. Is there a product out there that can be used without taking the pipe off? Yeah, it, again, depends on his how much room he's got. But that those armor, either the armor pipe kit or the regular heat shield armor, that that those work great. You can get those. And in fact, Shane and I, of course, that Jeep was a little different. That was easy right. to get to because it was up in the air. Even though we did lift it, right. But getting it up off the ground, that's always the hurdle is, is do you have a lift? Can you get it up off the ground and up with some jacks? Yeah, yeah do you have room like to that? work? Yeah. yeah. But that, it's real easy to install. Just clamp on and away you yeah. go. Yeah, nothing, no disassembly required. Yeah. This one comes from Kyle E. I've used your header shield and fuel line insulation, and I'm a big fan. I have a carbon fiber hood I'm going to install. Can you advise what product would be appropriate to insulate the underside of my new hood? Uh, this is one that I'm sure Reggie will be. Reggie, did your car have a carbon fiber hood? Did it come factory with one? No, it did not. Okay. No, it's a, it's a normal hood. So Reggie will yeah. probably put a carbon fiber one on there. And if he, if Reggie was to do the same thing, I would lava shield because it has that cool carbon fiber look. Yeah. But we're working on one that's going to be a sound and heat insulator. It'll look real high end. So Reggie, when I get that figured out and you, you get your carbon fiber hood, just send me a pattern. We'll make you a custom uh, blanket. There you go. Sweet. I yeah. like that. Yeah, Lava Shield, the thick one. That's what I'd put under there. Right on. Let's do a quick product showcase. Which and this one's definitely up for Reggie. Uh, it's the Lava and Stealth Turbo Shields. Where the, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see in front yeah, of see, us. Yeah, see mm-hmm. in front of us. Um, can you just briefly talk about the material that's on the outside okay. versus the material on the inside? And why do they look different? Yeah, so the two different two different fibers two different textiles the outside is the lava mm-hmm. that's uh it's a basalt so it's crushed volcanic rock spun into spun into fiber it's excellent for i say low temp meaning 1200 degrees or less mm-hmm. to us that's that's low temp because uh, it's very strong very rugged russian technology the russians developed it to as like a counter to uh, kevlar and nomex it didn't have the ballistic capability they did, but it had a much better thermal capacity. So it's, it's great for our industry. Um, that, that's kind of where the whole basalt lava rock thing started. The inner is a silica insulation, and this is an amazing silica insulation. Silica fiber, it remains flexible. Um, that, that's always a problem with uh, anything high temperature like an exhaust wrap, that type of thing. As soon as it gets overheats, it becomes brittle, and then it starts to fall apart or lose its structural integrity. Mm-hmm. So the, the business end of this is a real, like, you know, we rate it 1,800 yeah. degrees. We always underrate a little bit. That fabric can see 1,900, wow. 2,000 degrees and still stay flexible. Um, 
but yeah, it's a great product. And then we've got the insulator on the inside and then the cool little stainless steel fasteners and all that good stuff. And then Reggie, maybe you can touch on, so if someone is buying a turbo heat shield, uh, you know, we do buy the flange size. Uh, is there like a key to that or is it just they should measure their turbo and kind of look on our website or I just want to kind of get your idea on. Yeah. How to guide people. Cause that, yeah. that is it. That would be, that's a great one. Yeah. I, I would just find, find out like if you have, I mean, there's not that many different plan styles. So just find out which one you have. If you have a T2, T3, T4, some people call it T5, but the T5 and T6 are technically the same thing. Huh. Or if you have like a V band and out, just find out what, what your, the base of your turbo is. <laughs> And then that will will help you uh, figure out which heat shield to go with out of your product line. I know it may sound a little intimidating hearing those numbers, but trust me, it, it'll be pretty simple once you, you do it a few times. And if you have a hard time understanding it or if you want someone to guide you through it, I'm sure the guys at Heat Shield Products or even myself can, can walk you through it and make sure that you get the right he showed the first time. Yeah, Re Reggie gets a lot of secondary tech calls from <laughs> us. You know, yeah. He's hitting about hey, Reggie, what's this? You know, so I mean, we know we know our share, but we don't know them all. Right. You know, for sure. Yeah, we got to go to the experts. Yeah. On top of that, wastegates. Uh huh. So we're making covers now for wastegates and the the actuator. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what What's the what, What's the best way to explain why we should do that? Um, so a couple things. It can help prevent the the heat from deteriorating the diaphragm in there prematurely you know yeah. by keeping it inside mm -hmm. and then the other thing is just like Reg, reggie was saying it's anytime you have something a lot of times in these cars dude everything's just jammed in there right so you've got it maybe you got your turbo or your wastegate actuator underneath like a intercooler pipe or an intake pipe so that's another reason to do it just anything you can do reduce that underhood heat to get more power that's the whole idea Reggie, what's your thought on the wastegate heat shields? Yeah, I think Steve hit the nail on the head. I mean, basically, you want to make sure that you can protect that diaphragm, especially in, like, street-driven or, like, daily-driven applications. Um, it will be important if you to protect that those, that diaphragm to make sure that you don't have any failures. So if you have a failure, you can have, you know, loss of power or, you know, wastegate can fail altogether and you can lose an engine. So mm. it's a... It's an investment that isn't that much to do yeah. to protect to protect your engine, you know. Yep. Right on. All right. <clears throat> well, again, we really appreciate you coming. Uh, but before we leave, why don't you just give the listeners just some uh, oh, yeah. how they can get in touch with Reggie or follow Turbonetics yeah. and yeah, the whole nine yards. You got to follow his Instagram page because he's he puts yeah his his up. Instagram page yeah and Turbonetics too obviously yeah, and, yeah. and Precision, but his personal one. Yeah, so what do you got out there, Reggie? What can the people listening go check you out on? So my personal Instagram, it's um, Reggie Wynn. This one, you know, this one word, one word R-E-G-G-I-E-W-Y-N-N. -E and then for Turbinetics, it'll be under Turbinetics, I-N-C. And for Precision, it'll be under Precision Turbo. That's it. Go ahead and give us a follow. And, yeah, that, that's that's it. You'll see some, some of the new stuff we're working on. And actually, and then, before you guys called, I'm, I'm – actually loading up all the new um, images that we have on this new turbo that we're releasing under the Turbonetics um, name, name that I think it, people are going to like. Uh, and you cool. always have cool cars because, I mean, you know, they always get, like, good builders, racers, right. that kind of thing. So he's always got something cool on their feed. Any, any You know, the Turbonetics or Precision, there's always just, like, it's car candy. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, well, Steve, yeah, if you go to our if you go to our website right now, you'll actually see one of the homepage images we have is the dung beetle with the um the lava heat shield. Oh, right nice! There, yeah, standing right yeah, in the face. Yeah. So, yeah, good, good. Yeah. All those street outlaw guys have been good to us. We're we're big fans of all of them. They're real nice people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're good people for sure. Really good mm-hmm. people, man. And Steve, how can they reach us at Heat Shield? It's just uh, heatshieldproducts.com or at heatshieldproducts, and that's it. And then podcast questions? Podcast at heatshieldproducts.com. Nice. And that's all we got. Again, thank you, Reggie. Yeah, thank you, Reggie. Dude, I know you're a busy dude, so yeah, we thank really you, appreciate Reggie. your time. Uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys, and uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you guys soon. Yes, sir. Good. You got it. Take it easy, Reggie. Thank you. See you, buddy. All See right. ya. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. Right. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.